Welcome to uh, this devotional clip from Hukuriya Bible Church. As I was uh, thinking what I've got to say uh, uh, today, I just want to uh, assure all of you that our prayers um, are with all of us and are with all of you. Uh, and I know that um, although it's might be difficult and interesting times, yet I believe that the the Lord is using these times uh, to fulfill his plan and purpose. And we are certainly living in interesting times. Now, who would have thought that at the beginning of the year, in 2020, this year, that a virus could have brought the entire world system to a halt, uh, overloading its health system, closing the borders for any travel and crippling the financial system uh, to the extent that uh, economists predict that the crisis it will create will be far worse than the global financial crisis that we knew of in 2008. Even, uh, some even go to the extent saying that it will be just like the Great Depression. Uh, The pandemic situation that we are currently living in has not only brought out the best and worst in people, but also created some interesting reactions and certainly anxieties in people. Now, in a highly interconnected and intertwined world, the pandemic has laid bare the failure in world leadership. We see some world leaders trying to shift blame for their inaction. Some world leaders placing the health of the economy over the lives of people. And all sorts of deviant behaviors of leaders clearly come through. And so much so that a respected person in the business community in New Zealand, who is not a believer, by the way, has posted this on Facebook. Now, this is what he has posted. Could there be a new world leader emerging? Could there be a new world leader emerging? Now, that's a very, very interesting post. Uh, Because people are recognizing or realizing with leadership, uh, failure of leadership across the world, that it does make sense to have a new world leader who can bring in a new world order. The pandemic has also brought has also brought into the fore the necessity for governments to track and trace people. Now, whereas prior to the pandemic, this would not have been entertained because of privacy issues. Uh, but however, with what the pandemic has brought in, people are now warming to the fact that it is okay to be monitored. It's okay to be tracked and traced. And this is what the Guardian had to say, the Guardian post on the 14th of April, Uh, 2020, and I'll share that with you. The coronavirus pandemic has led to an unprecedented global surge in digital surveillance. Researchers and privacy advocates around the world have said, with billions of people facing enhanced monitoring, that it may prove difficult to roll back. So it is possible, it is possible for this whole track and trace and monitoring that we see that we see uh, being um, uh, rolled out today to remain with us uh, in the years to come and maybe the new norm that we have to face. The pandemic is also changing geopolitical power and creating a new world order. The The US, the United States, regarded as the world's foremost superpower, is rapidly losing its status and respect of the world. And as we speak, we see geopolitical power shifting quite rapidly towards the East. And the independent post says this, 
The US, U.S. is losing its world superpower status due to its failure to lead on the COVID-19 crisis. And this time, it might not recover. And that's a very, very interesting statement that is made. And certainly, uh, we see that's happening uh, in the world today. Now, there's so much of anxiety, uncertainty, and uncertainty in people with this pandemic uh, that many say we will actually not return to the world we knew prior to the pandemic, but we will return to a new normal. Now, however, as believers, how do we react to all of these? Now, we can draw comfort and hope amidst the carnage and anxiety the pandemic is creating from the fact that the Bible has given us a framework into which we can synthesize all of these happenings and understand with clarity as to what is going to happen. Now, I will give you an example of a framework and many of us know this framework. We have read this several times. And this is what the Lord had to say in Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 to 8. Matthew 24, verses 7 to 8. And this is what Matthew 24, 7 to 8 says. For nations will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, the Lord says in the Gospel of Matthew that we are living in the time of birth pangs, which in other words means that the Lord's coming is soon. Just as we can expect the baby to be born, a child to be born when the mother enters into her labor pains. So the Lord's coming is soon. We are in the time of the birth pangs. And the framework that the Lord gives us in the Gospel of Matthew is clear. It says, when nations rise up against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms, and we know that a world war has already happened, World War I and II, and World War II is a continuation of World War I. When there is famine, when there is pestilence, like pandemics that we are facing today, and when there are earthquakes in various places, and we do see a dramatic increase in earthquakes in the world today. So when all of these things, not a single thing, but when all of these things come together, when there's a unification of all of these signs, then we know that his coming is soon. So the Lord has given us this framework in order for us to understand and synthesize what is happening in the world around us today. So we are people, although we see all of these things happening, we have something that we can synthesize. And that helps us uh, in a way to understand as to what is happening. Now, let me give you another framework. And I like to point to Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. And these verses, uh, and Daniel chapter 9, by the way, is regarded as a backbone of all biblical prophecy. And I like to point specifically to verse 26. And it says here, And after the 62 weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood. And till the end of the war, desolations are determined. Now, the prince that is referred to here is the Antichrist. And the people of the prince gives us some indication as to the origin of the Antichrist. Now, as the angel Gabriel mentioned to Daniel, the Antichrist will come from the same people group that was responsible for destroying the city of Jerusalem and the temple in AD 
70, meaning that the Antichrist will rise from the revived Roman Empire. And we know that the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple happened in AD 70, and that is the fulfillment of Daniel chapter 9, verse 26. So we know what the Antichrist would do from what the scripture says. We know that he is the one, he is the one world leader um, that the world will crave and is craving at the moment for. We know that he'll ensure that the mark of the Antichrist will be on people so that they could, he could control their movements and track and trace where they are. It also comes as no surprise to me if the geopolitical power is shifting from the United States to the East. I only know, uh, I, know I can only look in intrigue as the world notices the failure of leadership and wants a world leader. And we know that the world leader will come from the revived Roman Empire. And the scene is set for the movement of every person to be tracked, traced, and monitored. So the world is now ready for the time of the Antichrist. And as for us as believers, the Bible has provided us a framework so that we can understand the times that we are in. So there is no need for anxiety. We should only be concerned for those who will enter into lost eternity. So let us be like the sons of Issachar during the reign of King David. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 says this, Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. So it's therefore imperative for us to know the framework that God has given us, so that we can understand, just like the sons of Issachar, so that we can understand the times that we are living in, and to know what we should do in the slight of the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 13 verse 12 says that the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Now, as the world expects us not to return to a state that we were previously in, but to a new normal, and that's what they're calling it, a new normal. Let us as believers also return after a pandemic, post-pandemic, to a new spiritual normal. Let us endeavor to study and understand the framework that God has given us and that we understand the times that we are living in, like the sons of Issachar. Let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light and be prepared or doubly prepared to answer people who inquire about our faith. And I'm not saying that we should ram the gospel down people's throat. That doesn't work today. But we should lead them to our Lord, who is a fountain of all truth, in the way that we interact with people and in the way that we relate to them. And let us, as Hukunui Bible Church, be a loving, praying, and faithful church, so that when people see us, they will say, as in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, as when the people looked at Peter and John and the apostle, they have been with Jesus. So let people around our community look at saints in Hukuni Bible Church and say, they have been with Jesus. So we are entering now the last few weeks of lockdown. The government expects the lockdown to, uh, to ease from next week and the weeks to follow. And yesterday I was reading Philippians. And I want to leave this verse with you as you ride the last few weeks of lockdown. And I like to read Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says this, 
Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, when I was thinking of this verse, I was asking myself this question, who can be more true than our Lord, who is the only way, the only truth, and the only life? Who is more noble and just than our Lord Jesus Christ? Who is more pure than the Lamb of God? And we know that John the Baptist looked at our Lord Jesus Christ and said, Behold the Lamb of God. And who is more lovely than the Lord? Much lovelier than the rose of Sharon and the lilies of the valleys. Who is more good, more virtuous, more praiseworthy than our Lord? So when I contemplated on this verse, I realized that all of these things that the, that the Apostle Paul speaks of actually can be ascribed to our Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, this is what I would urge us, or this is what I would say all of us should do during these times. Finally, brethren, let us meditate on our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you for, for watching this, uh, um, this little devotion. Uh, and again, our prayers are with you. We do remember many in our church who at this moment are struggling with health. And uh, as uh, uh, we have sent out some notices of prayer requests, uh, please do um, immerse yourself in prayer, not only as a family, but also on Zoom. I think the ladies are meeting in, in, in uh, the time of prayer on Thursdays and, and men are gathering together on a Sunday morning. Uh, so I hope and pray that all of us would keep each other in our time of prayer. Thank you. 